what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks show. You know what? It is too late to turn back now, Scott Whittington. Woo! <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, where are we going to be 24 hours from right now? In Baltimore, Maryland. Well, on our way, at least. On our way. It's 7 a.m. tomorrow as we're doing this live. It just turned to 7.01, but we are, uh, we're going to be on our way. Hey, uh, hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely, nay, may I say sexy, Kinston, North Carolina. There you go. It's finally Friday. Thanks for putting a hat on. It's finally Friday, football Friday, October the 6th. In the year of the Lord 2023, this is episode 945 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, by golly, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But, man, we have got another great show for you here today on Football Friday. Joining us here in the first hour, it's a man making a return to the show after a week off. He's not been on in two weeks. Uh, he's our NASCAR Carolina Hurricanes and new daddy expert... Because he is a new daddy. Uh, no response to that? Nope. <laughs> He's the best dang sideline reporter in all of high school sports. It's Paul Whittington. Pretty boy Paul Whittington. What do you think? Uh, that, that should be his. Your, your son uh, of cancer. I think you're just reaching a little too far <laughs> with the nicknames now. You don't like pretty boy Paul? No. What would What would nickname would you give Paul? Something, probably something that can't be repeated on him. Ah, probably. Yeah, there you go. But Paul Whittington, be glad to have him back on. He's going to get us caught up on the NASCAR championship race. In fact, uh, it goes from field of 12 to field of eight after this weekend, mm -hmm. right? Yep, it does. There you go. He's going to help us take a look at tonight's Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. That is East Duplin at North Lenore. And then uh, much, much more. I th I, we may uh, get his little breakdown, or get a, get his little breakdown. That makes it sound like he's a he's a munchkin. He's not a munchkin. He's a father. But uh, get his breakdown of uh, all the games tonight too, kind of like what we did with Jason Bryant yesterday. But Scott Whittington, it is Football Friday, and we it have is. both the head coaches of tonight's game of the week. <coughs> our Davis, <coughs> excuse me, our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week tonight again. It's East Duplin and North North. It's going to be the first chance I've had it to see it. East Duplin, the defending 2A state champ. Uh, but we're going to have uh, East Duplin head coach Battle Holly is going to be joining us. And then North Lenore's head coach, Larry Dale II. So uh, we're going to cover uh, both sides of that rivalry tonight as they'll be uh, joining us here in our second hour. Coach Holly is going to join us about five minutes into the second hour while Coach Dale is going to join us about 20 minutes in, so uh, pretty excited about that. I haven't had uh, Coach Holly on all season. In fact, we did a, a preview with him for the state championship game last year. That's the last yeah. time we had him on. And uh, so uh, we've not talked to him since the state championship, so yeah. we may take a look back at that uh, and then take a look at tonight's game too, but uh, excited about that. And then, like I said, Coach Dale, uh, who is quickly becoming one of our favorites, he'll be joining us here too in our second hour. But – 
I'm joined by the son of Kenston. Uh, what is it that uh, Mr. Clemens calls you? Because I know he's Sweet listening. Pea. Sweet P. That's a cool nickname. There's nothing wrong with that. Sweet P. No. Uh, I know that's what the girl. That's what the ladies call you, right? But why? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Oh, hey, ladies love cool Scott. Okay, LLCS. Stop. Well, they do. Look Stop. at you, man. You're a good-looking kid, dude. You got the you got the world in the palm of your hand, man. You're living your you're living your best life, okay? Yeah. And we're going to be in Baltimore tomorrow. We are. We yes, are. we are. Uh, if I want to put a smile on Scott's <laughs> face, that's all I have to say. <laughs> now, did you hear what I said on yesterday's show about no. Christmas? That I'm going to get a picture of us. Oh yeah, and you then did I, tell me that. Yeah, yeah and that's we'll fair. put it in the frame so that's when Christmas good. rolls around and you're like, you got this. <laughs> ton of presents in front of you. You're like, well, what? What did? Uh, what did Brian get me? Brian, what the heck? Yeah. Then I'll just give you that, and you'll go, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they just got to win tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Got <clears throat> hoping for them to get the win tomorrow. That that'll be cherry on top. That would absolutely be the cherry on top. But very excited about that. As you and I are either going to be taking off tonight or first thing in the morning. When I say first thing in the morning, Scott Whittington, I mean, uh, did I tell you? I think I've moved it up to three a.m. If we leave first thing in the morning instead of four, oh, yeah. I wanna... <coughs> because I, because I told you we got invited to tailgates tomorrow. We got, yeah, we got <laughs> free food, right? <laughs> well, there you go. But uh, you know what I'm looking for. Hey, I should tell everybody if you're not aware of what I'm talking about here. Scotty Boy Whittington and myself, we are going up to Baltimore for Game One of the uh, American League Divisional Series between your Texas Rangers. See, Greg Clemens will appreciate that. And your Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. So, uh, pretty excited about that. And uh, we're going to – the game's at 1 o'clock. You sure you don't want to hang around for the Billy Joel and Stevie I'm, Nicks concert? I'm positive. I'm good. <laughs> I tried to talk you into it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that would entail us having to spend the night there again tomorrow night and getting back late. You have uh, you have team duty Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, EC, and for folks who don't know – uh, my boy over here, he's a ECU equipment manager, uh, ECU football equipment manager. Mm-hmm. Now what happens when football season's over? You're going to still, what do you, will you be helping out with the basketball team? You're going to be helping out with the checkers team. What happens then? <laughs> we'll, we'll get, uh, we'll get about two months off and it's right in the spring ball. So wow, it's how much fun are you having with that? I'm having a blast. It, it's fun. It's, um, uh, it's a dream come true. I mean, yeah. I, I grew up wanting to. It was the goal to go to East Carolina and then also do something with the football program. And now it's just every now and then I have to pinch myself. I'm actually living so those, living the dream right now. Well, and the cool thing is, too, man, I mean, hey, folks, the man is working his butt off, man. I mean, you're pulling 16-hour days. On top of it, well, I got to ask because I bragged to everybody, don't don't make me a liar here, Scott. What, you're still maintaining that 3.5, right? I am. I am. 3.5 at ECU, dude. Yeah. Very proud of you, man. Appreciate it. Very proud on you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Greg Clemens has chimed in. Of course he did. <laughs> he said, pour it on him. If the l- – okay, I, I – get the l- – oh, he wants me to take a picture. Oh, he said, get the look on his face when the Rangers score the winning run. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the Yankees in the play. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. My bad. My Ooh. Bad. Shots my bad. fired? My bad. Ah. <laughs> My bad. Oof, well, that's right. He is a Yankees fan, isn't yeah. he? I, I forgot. I, I forgot. Oh, it's Rangers, Orioles, Twins, Astros, and the A. My bad. 
Oh, boy. I can't wait to see the dot, dot, dot on my screen and here. And let me cut my phone off now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But that's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And uh, where, where, are you, where are your Ravens at this week? We're in Pittsburgh. Ooh. Is that a bit big one? Um, yeah, but Pittsburgh's really down this year, though. Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter when they, they play, does it? it? It doesn't matter when Ravens and the Steelers meet. Um, that I remember a couple years ago. Um, or uh, Ravens went in there one and six, and Steelers were six and one, and everyone was like, "Oh, Pittsburgh's gonna run them out of their own stadium," and Ravens held their own, won the game. I mean, it's just records don't matter. Um, when these two play, it's 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 a hard hitting rivalry if you know if you oh yeah know the history of the rivalry. But uh, no, it, it's gonna be a fun weekend, especially for me. Um, the Ravens posted their hype video last night, and they incorporated uh, Sun Fun uh, Fun Day Sunday in Baltimore because you got Ravens Steelers going on in Pittsburgh, and you got Orioles game too. So in their hype video last night, they also it was also a uh, Ravens slash Orioles hype video. So it was pretty cool to watch. Did they use some of your? Because you do uh, for folks who don't know, you got to follow Scotty Boy over here on yeah. uh, on Snapchat. <laughs> Because he'll do his uh, Sunday morning Ravens. Uh, now, bear in mind that there are people that are asleep in our neighborhood right now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, what, what is it you do on Sunday mornings? I, I just come, try to come up with a video idea for the day. Sometimes I just keep it basic and, and just yell, it's game day, go Ravens, woo. <laughs> Except that woo. woo's at about 96 yeah. decibels, okay, or yeah. 196 <laughs> decibels. So I got the guys, the, the equipment staff now is intrigued by these videos at ECU. Um, you know, every now, so we were getting ready to take on Rice last Saturday, and uh, one of our guys, a few of our guys walked by me and go, it's game day, woo. <laughs> so I mean, so some of, them are, some of them get a good laugh out of it. Mr. Clemens just sent me a picture of himself right now, okay? Yesterday morning he sent me, and he had a Downey's Wood Duck shirt on. This morning he's got a Yankees baseball Nike shirt on, dude. God, he must have woke up feeling depressed. <laughs> Air high five. There you go. I like it. Uh, Mr. Clemens, he said, still, the tw- this is directly at you, still the 27-time World Series champion, Scotty boy. You know, that's just like Dallas Cowboy fans. I mean... <laughs> I think the last, you know. How old were you last time the Yankees won a World Series? I was in the fourth grade. Wow. They beat the Phillies. Um, I remember watching that one. And Greg Clemens just sent me something. I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, it's the only time. Now, that's the only time I can remember since I was born, the Yankees been in the World Series, won a World Series or two. What year was that? 2009. I didn't realize they won one that recently. Yeah, he, and he, I'm not trying to be rude. I, I just I didn't realize. Uh, and that's the only time I've seen them. I can remember them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just sent me the 27. Yeah, just sent me that one. Um, yeah, that's that's the only time I remember seeing them in the World Series. Well, there you go. Well, I tell you what, we've got a lot to talk about here mm-hmm. on this morning's show. Uh, and again, let, let's hit these here real quick. Uh, again, I uh, want to thank, uh, Scott, who's sitting in here with us in the first hour, some guy named Paul Whittington, you know him, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He'll be joining us here also in the first hour. In fact, in a, in less than 10 minutes from right now. And then in our second hour again, battle Holly from East Duplin, Larry Dale from North and North. That is 
our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Weekend. Don't forget the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. That begins at 5 tonight. I'll be live from uh, North Lenore High School. Nobody else in the state of North Carolina does it, too. I found that out the other day, too. We do the longest pregame show, too, in the state of North Carolina right here on 960betonthebull.com. Well, there you have it. There you go. How about from 3 o'clock today, dude, till about 10 o'clock tonight, you'll hear Brian Hanks' voice the whole time, dude. That can be a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing, uh, depending on who you are. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. If you're in your car from 3 o'clock to 10 o'clock uh, today, me and you got to talk. Why are you in your car that yeah. long? Where, yeah, where are right. you driving to to listen to the radio that long? Well, um, you know, it's not just radio, dude. Uh, this is this new oh, technology I, oh, now know, where you can listen you... on the – download the Bet on the Bull app. Oh, yeah. And you can hear me and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith. You can hear Paul Whittington, Jason Bryant, Keith Spence, a team – that uh, it, it's hard to beat our team, man. We've got we've got a we've got a heck of a team on it, it, the nine sixty battle ball. It is a heck of a team, and I and, and I know you can listen to it on your phone. Saying for the radio purposes, if you're in the, your car that long, it's uh, we're gonna be in our car that long tomorrow, dude. Yeah, maybe not that long. Yeah, it's no. about five and a half, six hours up there. Anyway, but uh, tune in tonight, uh, five o'clock for the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. <laughs> You'll hear from every coach. In Lenora County, you'll hear from Jay Wilson at Green Central, Paul Cornwell over at Aiden Grifton, and I may even uh, cut up this uh, Battle Holly interview too and uh, replay it, but we'll play that by ear. But uh, we'll preview all the games. We'll talk about our picks that we are going to make, and we've got some toss-up games this week too that I'm excited about. Uh, Lenora County Fair update. It continues today over at the fairgrounds. Uh, hey, there's a dance party at 5 o'clock today, Scott Whittington. Ooh. You should go enter that and be in the dance party, dude. What do you think? No. <laughs> I will be somewhere else enjoying my day off. I know you will. Just Joey uh, is going to be strolling around the uh, fairgrounds, the fun zone with Flimsy the Clown. you got to love Flimsy. Oh, I love Flimsy. Flimsy's a local legend. He is a local legend. Lenore County line dancers. Wait a minute. I thought you were a Lenore County line dancer. If, if Just read. Lenore County line dancers. That's at 6 o'clock. The Rock Creation Therapy, that's at 6.30. Uh, uh, folklore Dancing, that's at 7.30. Then there'll be a game show at 8.30. Uh, tomorrow, man, it goes. Now, you and I are going to be in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. But if we weren't in Baltimore, where would we be tomorrow? Lenore County Fair. Absolutely. The Demolition Derby is tomorrow, dude. Oh, wow. I love the Demolition Derby, man. That is tomorrow. The Dance Party, Just Joey. Flimsy's going to be back out there. Jennifer School of Dance is out there tomorrow. Folklore dancing again. Moves Dance Studio. How about this, dude? The Diaper Derby. That's tomorrow. Oh, God. I love the Diaper Derby. You all right? Yep, good. Zipper just ripped a, uh, yeah. Zip, a, zipper a just beard hair out. Yep. The Diaper Derby is tomorrow. Uh, like I said, uh, man, at 3 o'clock tomorrow, the Demolition Derby. And if you and I weren't going to be in Baltimore, Baltimore, we would be at the Demolition Derby tomorrow. Uh, you know, they told me. If I come out there, they would let me drive one of the Demolition Derby cars, dude. Hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, That'd be uh, cool. That would be very cool. But, again, that's the Lenore County Fair. Go to LenoreCountyFair.org. You can find out everything that is taking place tomorrow. Another big thing that's happened tomorrow, we had Jay Lane here in the studio with us here yesterday, and uh, he did a performance for us. That was awesome. But Jay Lane and Tim James, they will be at Pearson Park from 4 to 6 p.m. today. That's a pretty big deal. So, hey, this is what I'm telling people. And they did this on purpose. Go out there before you go to the game tonight. 
You know, I mean, you want to see, you want some free entertainment and great entertainment? Go to Pearson Park today between four and six. You can see uh, our good friend Jay Lane, Tim James. They're performing out there. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then go to your football game. Tonight. Dude, do you know all three public schools have their homecoming tonight? Oh, well, wow, that's cool. Kinston, yep. North Nor, and South Nor, all three of them have their and homecoming I knew, tonight. I knew Kinston had homecoming. Yeah. Well, that's why uh, Scotty Boy's going to be out there. I mean, yeah. former uh, former Kinston High School manager on what, 19 different sports out there? No, just, just two. <laughs> oh, I thought you were the chess team's mask or uh, no. manager too, no? <laughs> How would you be a manager for a chess team? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Anyway, hey, uh, don't forget, like I said, four to six, Jay Lane, Tim James out at Pearson Park. That's a pretty big deal. Get out there and support them. They're going to be, because the Cycle Carolina folks are coming through. Now, Scotty Boy, I know you like to get out there and turn and burn up the roads like I do. you got to be careful. There's going to be 800 cyclists <laughs> coming through Kinston in Lenora County uh, today and tomorrow. They should probably start coming in around 1.30, 2 o'clock today. And then they're all going to be out there at Pearson Park today and uh, camping out and all that at the uh, campgrounds. And then they're going to be leaving first thing in the morning. So in all seriousness, we're, we're playing around a little bit, but in all seriousness, be careful. There's going to be a lot of cyclists coming through uh, Lenore County. Please be uh, cognizant of them. Please be uh, careful out on the roads with them uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, bu- 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 you know what? We'll save the uh, previews of the games here for when we have. I'll just tell you what the games real quick. And then we'll go in depth with them uh, with uh, Paul Whittington here in just a couple of minutes. But again, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week it's East Dublin at North Lenore. Kinston is at home against James Keenan. <coughs> South Lenore is at home against Southwest Onslow. Uh, John uh, Parrot Academy travels to John Paul II. Man, that's going to be a fun game too, right there. It is. Uh, it is. Green Central is at home against Washington. And would you believe, dude? It's November or it's October the sixth. That's senior night tonight for Green Central, dude. This early, they have they only have three games left. This is their senior night. They have two games on the road at Farmville Central wow. and at yeah, and at West Craven over there or at West Craven next week at Farmville Central two weeks from now. Then they have their bye week the last week of the regular season. So yeah, believe it or not, October sixth and Green Central's having their uh, senior night tonight. Aiden Grifton travels to North Pitt. Jones Senior at East Carteret, and uh, yes, Mr. Clemens is uh, East Carteret, who is 0-6 overall, 0-1 in the conference, against Jones Senior, who is 0-6 overall, 0-1 in the conference. Jones Senior's been outscored 306-22 this year. Wrap your mind around that, but how about this? The Mariners of East Carteret have been outscored 282-27. to Well, something's got to give tonight. Dude, uh, I said somebody has to win tonight, right? Somebody has to win. Somebody will win. What if it ended up in a tie? <laughs> uh, you know, no, no. I'm going to tell you what I told uh, Jason Bryant yesterday, and I mean this in all sincerity, Scotty boy. That's going to be the most exciting game tonight. Watch. It's going to be a 48-47, a 50-48 to kind of game. It's going to come down to the final play of the night. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen down in uh, Beaufort tonight. And, uh, again, Jones Senior at East Carteret. Then tomorrow we actually have a, a Saturday game tomorrow. It's Bethel Christian Academy there at home against Lawrence Academy slash Albemarle School. That game is at 2 o'clock. Uh, LCC Volleyball, they are at home today. 
versus Southwest Virginia. They're nine and seven overall. Congratulations to the Lancers. And I know your good friend, Shelly Barnes and uh, David Barnes over there. They're just doing a bang up job. Dude, uh, your mom and I went to uh, a game of theirs a couple of weeks ago. They dressed seven young ladies for that game. Seven. Wow. You got to have six on the court at a time. Wow. And and then nearly pulled off the win. They were playing Pitt and almost yeah. won that game. But uh, but the Lancers are nine and seven right now, and they are uh, at home. Like I said, against uh, Southwest Virginia today, and then they play Cleveland Community College tomorrow. Let's get uh, Paul up here on the line with us. But before we do that, let's. Uh, can I tell you about Lenore? You're the alma mater, Lenore Community College. Yeah. There you go. Hey, for more than 65 years, LCC has helped men, women, and Scott Whittington in our area tangibly improve their lives. Actually, I think all three of the Whittington boys went yeah. there, right? All, that is awesome. All man. three of us went there for uh, transferring into East Carolina. That's awesome. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. Uh, bu- 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 LCC has its main campus in Kinston. At 231 Highway 58 South. <laughs> uh, he sent it to you, too. He just sent, go Mighty Mighty Mariners. Uh, let's see. LCC has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can be just like Paul Whittington and be a proud, proud LCC alumnus. Isn't that right, Paul? It's kind of right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's exactly right. <laughs> there you go. That's what I thought. Paul Whittington, go for a while. I got to say this real quick. Mickey Weatherington uh, sent me a text. He wanted me to let everybody know, too, that Saturday night, <clears throat> tomorrow night, it's also the one-year anniversary of Roxy's Club on uh, Vernon Avenue. She's going to have food trucks and drink specials, et cetera. So get out there. Maybe on her when we – well, no, you're going to be working tomorrow. Well, no, we're going to be – what am I saying tomorrow? Night, I'm thinking about Sunday. Maybe if we get back in at a reasonable hour tomorrow. Uh, lock in, Brian. Get together. Lock in. I know. I, need, we may, uh, I may head out to Roxy's tomorrow. But, hey, thank you, Mickey, for the heads up on that, too. Okay. Uh, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line, I, I, I've missed the sound of your voice, Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, here I am. Our, li- our listeners have missed the sound of your voice. Well, here I am. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who is this on the line with us? Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> there you go. I live for that right <laughs> there. Dude, I could hear you do that all day on a loop, and I would laugh probably at the 10,000th time that I hear it. <laughs> but uh, Paul Whittington joining us right now here on the Brian Hank Show. Our regular Friday guest uh, wasn't able to come on last week because of just great news. What were you doing last Friday over there, P-Dub? Struggling. <laughs> we were struggling. It was uh, it was his first night home last, last Thursday night into Friday morning. Um, I won't get into the gory details, but he had a little procedure right before we checked him out of the hospital, and he just wasn't feeling great. And so the first night was a little rough, kind of expected, um, but we've gotten into a, a nice routine now. Well, how we're, we're talking about future rock star Levi Whittington. <laughs> yeah, I yep. like that. Uh, how's he been doing? He's been sleeping through the night. What's, what, what's, what has his past week been like, Pete? No, uh, Paul? no, we're, we're, we're not sleeping through the night. We're not, we're not quite there yet. Um, we're sleeping for about three or four hours and then we're very aggressively waking everybody up, uh, because we're hungry. 
<laughs> and when you use the pronoun we, you mean he, right? Yes. Yes. It's all, it's all him. We, we are completely 100% on his time. <laughs> Nobody else. Dude, that is so awesome, man. You, I, you sent some awesome pictures last night, man. You're, you, you got on Snapchat and somehow little Levi had grown a beard. You had him wearing shades. Uh, he looked pretty good, dude. He did. He did. And he, um, it was funny. I posted those pictures and my grandma commented and told me that my son is not a dress up doll. <laughs> um, I don't think she realizes that we weren't actually putting anything on them. <laughs> that is too funny, man. Yeah, oh, oh, mom. I mean, uh, she has some great reactions here and there, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. She certainly does. There you go. Hey, uh, well, good. We had to get a, a catch up there. And on top of everything, I'm trying to remember when's the last time you did a game with us, dude? Uh, on Friday night, a Davis Wholesale Tire game yeah. of the week. You know, I was thinking about that last night. Um, it's it's been a minute. It, I think I could be wrong, but I think maybe September first. Wow! I it had to have been September first because I know I didn't do the eight because we were we were very very close. We were on baby watch, and of course, he was born on the ninth. So. I haven't done since then. So it's had to have been a month, Brian. Wow. Well, we are happy to have you back tonight. You'll be on the sideline for East Duplin at North Lenore. It's going to be our first look at East Duplin this year. And it's going to be our first time at North Lenore. We did the uh, North Lenore Green Central game, but we've not been in Wheat Swamp yet this year. So pretty excited about that. It's going and to be homecoming. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, we'll have, uh, we'll have the Panthers in back-to-back weeks because don't they play Kinston High next week? No, it's Wallace Rose Hill next week. Wallace Rose Hill. Okay. Yeah, and that, and we should let people know <clears throat> your boy Brian's going to be in Las Vegas next week. Uh, in fact, at getting ready, we'll be pre-gaming for the uh, U2 concert in uh, Las Vegas. But what does that mean, Scott Whittington? It means that Paul Whittington is going to be on the call of next week's game. It is Wallace Rose Hill at, uh, at Kenston High School. Paul will be on the call. Hey, that rhymes. Oh, uh, <laughs> I believe Jason Brown. Or no, it's going to be. Uh, oh gosh, one of our basketball guys. I- I'm freezing. On it's the uh, it, yeah, it's myself, Barry Stallings, there and uh, Jason Bryan going to be out there with us as well. There you Hopefully, go. we'll have Keith Spence out there too. Yep, uh, Barry Stallings uh, is going to be your color analyst, and uh, so uh, people who are tired of hearing my voice, guess what? You get Paul Whittington next week, who is infinitely better than I am. Well. I don't know about all that, but but I'm certainly excited to to go out there, call a game with Barry, have Jason up there in the booth, and uh, but before we get there, we got to get through tonight. And we do have to get through tonight. And again, if you're just joining us in our second hour today, we're going to have Battle Holly on from East Duplin High School, and we're going to have Larry Dale on from uh, North Lenore joining us uh, in our second hour, getting ready for that game tonight. But don't forget, now you're going to be here in time for the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. I will be. Uh, I'll oh, be heading that way yeah. probably around one thirty, two o'clock, somewhere in there. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there for the entire pregame show with you guys. I got to tell you, man, I've had to set up by myself now for, what, the last four weeks or whatever it is. And I got to tell you, Paul, I've missed your musk, okay? <laughs> well, there will be plenty of musk to, to go around tonight. <laughs> if you could only see Scott's face right now, dude. 
it, it's 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 <laughs> it's, wor- it's, it's worth the price just of admission. Stop. So again, that'll be our. Uh, I tell you what, let's hit these games real quick. I want your thoughts. Don't make your picks now because you're going to be making your picks tonight uh, during the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, Paul Whittington. But our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week: East Duplin North Lenore. They've played uh, East Duplin is six and zero overall. They're two and zero in league play, coming off that state championship, that two A state championship last year. North Lenore is one and five overall. They're zero and two in conference play. They played each other back in 1964. That's the first time they played, and they've played 29 times overall. Uh, last year, East Duplin won 52-14 to 14 over North Lenore in Beulahville. Uh, the Hawks have lost 14 straight times to East Duplin the last time. North Lenore won. Where were you guys at in uh, the fall of 2000, Paul Whittington? Where were you? Sixth grade. There you go. What about you over there, Scotty boy? 2000. <sighs> Oh, you said I was fifth grade. Sorry, fifth grade. I don't know where I was. How old were you in two thousand? What year were you born? Ninety eight. So you two. were two years. He was like old. two years old. He was turning two in the fall of ninety eight. Yeah, there you go, in dude. The fall That's of awesome. Two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand. I'm, I'm sorry. In two thousand, because he was born in ninety eight. Come on, sorry, math boy. is hard, guys. On, Listen, boy. okay. <laughs> let's go back to what I was talking about like three minutes ago. Yeah. Every three hours, I'm getting up right now. So, so you and Samantha, like you give me problem. some grace. That sounds like a you problem. So you and Samantha don't take times. You both get up every time. No, no, no. We're 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 alternating right now. Uh, there are times where we where we both have to get up because she has she has a schedule where where she's got to pump, and then so somebody's got to feed the baby, and those are kind of on the same schedule right now. But uh, we are starting <laughs> to, to alternate just. There's some logistical issues. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Your thoughts, East Duplin, North Lenore tonight? Yeah, this is no disrespect to North Lenore, but this feels like one of those games where you just come away reminding everybody, you know, we're a baseball school. Um, it's it's going to be a tough one for the Hawks. Uh, the Panthers are really, really, really good and well coached. Well, there you go. We'll see what happens in that game tonight. Well, hey, listen. Two weeks ago, our three Lenore County schools outscored 182 to 30. Last week, 177 to 30. And we've got kind of the same deal tonight. East Duplin, North Lenore, James Keenan at Kinston, Southwest Oslo at South Lenore. If they can just keep it under 150 between the three schools, I'm going to consider that a victory, dude. And I'm not trying to be cruel or mean or anything, man. I mean, we're, we're in the, the toughest 2A conference in the state of North Carolina, Paul Whittington. Sounds like uh, if you score more than 30 combined points, it'll be a win. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, only scoring 30 against your opponents is a, is a counting. Not great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James James Keenan, another really good team. Hopefully, the Vikings can, can hang with them and have a bounce back week. But uh, this one this one seems to be all Tigers. It really does. And it's going to be uh, the four and two Tigers of uh, James Keenan. They're one and one in the conference at Kenston. And, Scotty, boy, you're going to be there tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenson is three and four overall. They're one and two. Uh, they're zero and two all time against the Tigers. They lost last year thirty-five to twelve in Warsaw. And then, if y'all remember that game two years ago, and I think you were there, Scott Whittington. Uh, that forty-eight to forty-seven double overtime, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I thought you were. Uh, man, a game that Kenson was in control of and led by fourteen in the fourth quarter and uh, gave up a couple of touchdowns and lost in double overtime. Like I said, forty-eight to forty-seven. Now, uh, Kenson has lost two games in a row, and I get to put you to the test here, Paul. I, I did it with uh, Jason yesterday. Let's see how well you do. When's the last time Kenson lost three games in a row? Ooh. If you were trying to guess. 
Um, it would have to be before the diesel era. Um, 2000 and what was the year that, uh, that Salvador won the, the Jimmy Smith cup? 2005. We'll go 2005. No, actually, it was 2016, believe it or not, dude. They lost. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, they lost their last three games of the regular season that year. That's the, the last time they lost to North Lenore. So in 2016, they lost to North Lenore, Aiden Grifton, and Green Central. That was uh, a three game losing streak to end the regular season. But then they went to the second round of the state playoffs that year. That, that was my junior year. I was yeah. on the sideline for that. There for that you go. Whole- uh, how about this? Uh, ba, 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 the last time, if, if they were to lose tonight and we hope they don't because Scott's going to be there and Scott's going to will them to a win tonight. Right, Scott? Hope so. Yeah. Hope there. so. That's what I thought. Uh, but the last time they lost four games in a row was in 2014. They lost to Fike, Havelock, Rose, and Washington mm-hmm. in back to back to back to back weeks. So, uh, here's a cool little stat that I dug up though, guys. Kenston is going to be going for their 50th straight game of not being shut out of scoring in a game. That's a pretty big deal. It's the longest streak. It started in August 23rd, 2019. Uh, it's the longest streak in program history, and it's second only. Would you believe Kinston doesn't have the longest streak in the county? It's North Lenore has the longest streak in the county. Uh, 55-game streak uh, from October 17th, 2014 to, August, or to October 25th, uh, 2019. That was under Calvin Sutton, Cam Brown, and Jim Collins. So uh, there you go. Uh, any other thoughts on, uh, Kenston Keenan there, Paul? No, no other thoughts. Uh, hopefully Kenston can, can get a win, but we'll see. There you go. Southwest Onslow is three and four overall. They're two and one in the conference. They are at South Lenore, who is one and six overall, oh, and three. They have played each other 13 times in a series that began in 1979. Uh, South Lenore's lost six straight times to the Stallions. The last time they beat Southwest Onslow was in 2006. Uh, uh, We'll just go on to the next one, dude. Parrot at Greenville, uh, John Paul II. Uh, That, to me, is going to be a heck of a game tonight, especially with the way Parrot swept John Paul last year, uh, Paul Whittington. Yeah, I I haven't (laughs) studied much about the the eight-man team just because I I personally haven't had a chance to cover any of them this year, but... Uh, JP twos all, always seems to be one of those that, that hangs around with Parrot. They're always in the conversation uh, as a, as a team that that could that could beat Parrot. But somebody in the county's got to win tonight. Somebody's got to do it. So why not Matt Beeman and his Patriots? There you go. I agree with you on there. Why, how about this? To, uh, you talk about that's a competitive game. When we do all our picks later, I think that Parrot JP two game is going to be a tough one to pick. How about this one? Washington is at Green Central. The Rams are three and four overall. They're two and one in conference play in the Eastern Plains. Washington is two and four overall. They're zero and two in the league. Their last win was against uh, Kinston. You were there, Scott. Uh, Twelve to seven. Yeah, you got there that night, right? Which game? Uh, Washington at Kinston. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. Uh, They've played each other 10 times since 1975, and Green Central won last year 26-13. to 13. Uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a game, Paul. I think so, too. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, uh, Scott, we need you to bounce around to all the schools tonight and keep us updated <laughs> with, uh, with scores. I like that <laughs> idea. <laughs> we'll give you gas money. I'll give you a couple of bucks, okay? He said no. Okay, uh, another. Can you, can't hunt, real quick, can you be in three places at once? 
No. Uh, yeah, he can try. Uh, hey, man, these last two games, too, dude, are amazing, dude. Aiden Grifton at North Pitt. Aiden Grifton's 3-4 and four overall. They're 0-3 in league play. North Pitt is 3-3 three and three overall. They're 0-2 in league play. Both teams on a three-game losing streak. But, man, that to me is a toss-up game, Paul Whittington. I'm sorry. I, I completely missed what game you said it was. <laughs> That's all right. Aiden Grifton at North Pitt. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard North Pitt, but I didn't hear the first team. Yeah, that, that one does seem like a like a toss-up team, but I believe in Paul Cornwell, and I believe in the Chargers. There you go. How about this? To me, and uh, Scott and I kind of touched on a little bit in the monologue, but uh, – Dude, to me, the game of the night in our area, Jones Sr., 0-6 overall, 0-1 in the Coastal 1A at Greg Clemens's East Carteret Mariners, who are 0-6 overall, 0-1 in the conference. The Trojans have been outscored 306-22 this season, Paul. The Mariners have been outscored 282-27. Dude, tell me this is not, this is going to be the game of the night in our area, isn't it? I think so. I think so. But here's the thing, Brian. <laughs> I sided with uh, with Greg Clemens and NC State a couple of weeks ago when, when they were playing on a Thursday night. I put on my red and black, and I did it for Greg. A little bit for Samantha, but I did it for Greg. I can't continue to pull for his teams, so I got Jones Sr. winning tonight. Uh, dude, this is what I told Scott, and I mean it, dude. Both are what uh, – uh, Jones Sr. scored 22 points in six games. East Carteret scored 27 points in six games. They're both, I'm going to go ahead and call it now, uh, Paul and Scott. Both of them are going to outscore tonight their season, what they've scored to this point in the season. I'm calling a 42 to 40 game tonight. How watch about that? A, watch it be a 12 to 7 ball game. <laughs> well, I don't think either one's got a kicker, so I don't think seven. They would have to be 12 to 6 or 12 to 8. So, uh, is, it, is there any chance? that the game can just end in a tie and nobody wins? That's what I said, and I hope not. Uh, no, because they'll go to <laughs> overtime. They'll have to try to figure that out. But, I, dude, I'm saying that in all sincerity. I really think it'll be the highest-scoring game in our area tonight. I think it'll be the most exciting game in our area tonight. And there's nothing better than seeing two 0-6 teams play each other, knowing this is our really our only chance for a win this season. And just playing, I mean, just all out. I mean, just all yeah. out. And I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. Then uh, tomorrow, uh, we actually have a game in Lenore County tomorrow. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy is at home against Lawrence Academy, Albemarle School. So that's going to be a pretty big deal tomorrow. So uh, there you go. We got the uh, that knocked out of the way. Let me thank a sponsor here real quick, and then we're going to uh, jump in feet first here. and let, We're going to let Paul do some talking here. He's only been on the line with us for 20 minutes. Let's let him do some talking. I want to thank uh, Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by our good friend and local sports riding legend, and he'll be in the booth with us tonight over at North North Keith Spence. They're open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires. And tell him the Brian Hanks show sent you. And uh, very excited about that. But And let's return to our Spence Automotive guest line. It's our good friend, uh, Paul Whittington, who we've not had on here in a couple of weeks on the Brian Hanks show, at least. And I like this. You sent me a text and you said, we need to make sure we cover this. And I want you to jump into it. You live up there. This means a lot to you. Tom Dundon, uh, 
throwing out some feelers there for Major League Baseball up in the Triangle area, dude. Uh, we really haven't talked about that this week. I think I touched on it maybe a couple of days ago, but we didn't give it any kind of time. By God, Paul Whittington, your thoughts on uh, the potential of Major League Baseball coming to the Triangle. We're coming to the state of North Carolina. Um, it's it's an interesting story, right? I don't think anybody was expecting it. David Glenn sits down with Tom Dundon, and they, they talk about a lot of different things. And, and you expect when you're talking to Tom Dundon, you talk about hockey, you talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, or you talk about the absence of an AHL affiliate for the Carolina Hurricanes. You talk about the fact that, you know, Tom Dundon and the Hurricanes bought the Raleigh Icecaps name. And, and there's talk about maybe they want to they wanna make their own AHL franchise. And where does that go? And what name does that play under? But no, we're going to talk about baseball. And I'm reading here from the, uh, the, the article on the ncsportsnetwork.com site by David Glenn. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said back in July during baseball's annual All-Star break that while there is no official timetable for the next round of MLB expansion, the league planned to put together its first expansion committee in more than a quarter century by the end of this year, by the end of 2023. And, you know, we anticipate Oakland's going to move. We know that's coming. I, if I was a betting man, I'd have to say it's probably going to Las Vegas. I think that team stays on the West Coast. You're at 30 teams right now as a league. If you expand, it's probably 32. You're probably looking at two teams. I think one of those teams, if they get a stadium deal done, is going to Montreal. I really think we're going to see a return to baseball in Montreal. I think that's coming, which leaves one other market. So where do you go? You Do you go to Nashville? Do you do you go to Charlotte? Do you go to Raleigh? All these places are, are wide open right now. And Tom Dundon, on the record, saying, I will lead a group to put our best foot forward to get a Major League Baseball team in North Carolina. He goes on to say, I know I'm biased, but I think Raleigh is the best place in the country for a new MLB team. Uh, so he wants it in Raleigh. I think Charlotte would be a great fit as well. There's a lot of possibility here. But what do you do with these iconic AAA franchises, Brian? That would be my biggest concern. If you put a team in Raleigh, I mean, that spells kind of the end for the Durham Bulls. Yeah, but, dude, would you not trade? Okay, I agree with you. Okay, let me just say I agree with you. However, I'm doing the little weighing thing here. Uh, Major League Baseball team losing the Durham Bulls, dude. I'd take that Major League team 10 times. I was about to say nine times out of 10. 10 times out of 10. Let's just go ahead. Let's make it. Let's be selfish here for a second, too, dude. They get a Major League Baseball team. I'm assuming you and I go in together on season tickets, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, and and let's be clear. Like, yes. I, I would, in a heartbeat, take Major League Baseball over over minor league baseball. The, the caveat here is the Durham Bulls are the most iconic brand in minor league baseball. Hands down, I don't, I don't think there's any arguing that. I think you can take it a step further and say that they are one of the most iconic brands in professional sports. Oh, dude, and I, I, mean, would, I like, would agree with you, yeah. And I mean the logos and and I mean every every everything surrounding the the brand of the Durham Bulls. Everybody knows that logo and and they know that this is the Durham Bulls. Sometimes they think it's the Denver Broncos because they have their confusing horse jumping through a D, like the Durham Bulls have their bull jumping through a D, and there's a lot going on there. But 
it's a very recognizable brand. And to be a minor league sport, it's incredible the the branding that they built, and a lot of that, you know, is 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 thanks to Kevin Costner and and Bull Durham from from back in the '80s. But so that's the only thing that I would worry about. You know, maybe there's a chance to to put to put the team in Durham and still call them the Durham Bulls. I don't know, but uh, that I, I would just hate to lose that. But to your point, I would take Major League Baseball over over triple a any day and i don't even think it's a conversation when it comes to that but how concerned are you that maybe it ends up in mecklenburg county though because they have shown i mean the charlotte knights and good god is it but i but what i heard i remember when the stadium was built uh whatever it's called truest stadium or whatever truest park whatever it is in uh downtown charlotte and i've been there did we go together or did i go with somebody else i can't remember paul I have no, I have never been there. Well, I've been there. I've been there. And it is a nice, nice park. But they stupidly made it where it's not expandable. That was the weird yeah. thing. Where it is, they would have to build a new park, which makes no sense to me. I, I just don't get it, dude. Uh, if they do do one in, uh, do do. If they do one in Charlotte, it would be, it would have to be at a new site, which I think would be a, a strike against Charlotte. There, don't you think so? Well, I mean, anywhere you go, you're going to have to have a new site um, because you're. I mean, there's there's nothing in in Raleigh or or really in the state right now that can support Major League Baseball. Uh, so wherever you go, you're going to have to have a a big stadium deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, we you know there's there's a lot of projects going on in, in Raleigh. You know, there was talk about at one time, do we relocate PNC Arena to downtown Raleigh? You know. Raleigh is currently uh, still having conversations about the addition of a of a soccer stadium in in downtown Raleigh. I I, I would not be concerned about it going to Mecklenburg. I I think they've proven with with the Panthers and and the Hornets that they can that that market can certainly support um, top tier professional teams. But I think Raleigh also has has shown with the Hurricanes that they can support a top-tier uh, professional sports team. The, the only caveat here where it gets really interesting for the state of North Carolina is if the team's losing, people don't show up. Yeah. But, you know, you can you can go to a Mets game in a season where they were just unexpectedly, tremendously awful, and people are still showing up for those games. I agree with that. Uh, Jason Bryant. And that's, that's a big difference. Yeah. Jason Bryant chimes in. He says, uh, he says uh, Major League Baseball in Raleigh would kill all minor league baseball in North Carolina. I don't know if it would kill all, but he said it definitely would the Mudcats, which is true. It would the yeah. uh, Bulls, which is true. And uh, he says also the Woodpeckers down in Fayetteville. I don't know. That may be out of the, the range. I think it's got to be, well, I don't know, though. Fayetteville's how far away from Raleigh? 70 miles, 75 miles? Yeah, and I mean, and when you think about it in in this context, all the all the news outlets up here, ABC eleven, CBS seventeen, that cover that cover the triangle, also cover Fayetteville. Like yep. Fayetteville's yep. part of their market as well. So, yeah, I, I think it would spell disaster for for the woodpeckers. I'm trying to find real quick, see if I can pull one up real fast. This looks like a good one. Um, come on, Google, cooperate for a second. <laughs> I say it's a good one. It's super tiny. Um, I mean, I, I would think looking at a map of minor league baseball, 
I was maybe thinking that North Carolina maybe had the most I think, minor league baseball teams. I don't know, um, man. When you look at Texas and California. Florida, yeah, in Florida. Well, I mean, Texas, Texas only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Really? Seven minor league teams, yeah. At a quick count here on this, on this map. Uh, Florida's got got a bunch, which I mean, they're also Florida is also like home to the to the rookie league because yeah. that's where all the uh, and spring, spring training, training. Are. Yep, yep. Right, yeah, and and California's got got a good amount. North Carolina is kind of on par with California, but California has three major league baseball teams. I I think Jason's right. I think if you I think if you go in Raleigh, maybe a team like the Asheville Tourists survive, but if you go to Charlotte. The Durham Bulls survive, but everything around everything around that kind of probably goes away. Yeah. Well, enough talk on that, man, dude. You're a NASCAR guy. We got to get some NASCAR talk in here, and I know. Yeah, let's Scott, do it. Well, Scotty Boy wants to get at least thirty seconds of Baltimore Orioles talk in, since that's where we're heading uh, either late night tonight or first thing in the morning. Uh, just uh, real quick, give it. Give us one minute on uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, Paul. Who me? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Okay, well, Paul, um, Scotty, you want to? Yeah, sure. Hit me. Um, it's going it's to be exciting uh, this weekend. And, you know, the fact that the Orioles are back in the playoffs, it's pretty exciting for uh, fans as myself. Um, it's been a really tough road as an Orioles fan, and it's good to see winning baseball back in Baltimore, you know, going from 100 losses in 2021 to 100 wins in 2023. And, uh, Division title. I'm excited for this weekend. Excited for tomorrow. It's gonna. This is gonna be a very. Uh, it's gonna be a series filled with a whole lot of offense between the Orioles and the Rangers, and uh, can't wait for it. There you go. What you know? You know what's crazy about that? I think it was 2004, or 2005. The Frederick Keys, the uh, then Carolina League A advanced affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles, lost the most games in minor league baseball. Like it was over a hundred, a hundred losses. A year or two later, they were the Carolina League champs, winning more games than than anybody in the Class A division. Crazy parallels there. Wow. Yeah. You go from a hundred loss team to a hundred win team. Wow. What I wasn't expecting, shifting off the Orioles for a second, these wild card series. Every series was a sweep. Yeah. Every series. Which, because, well, Scott had let me know, today was built in. It was a, uh, you know, it was going to be an off day anyway here on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we end up getting mm-hmm. two off days in a row. Uh, and, yeah. And, and before we shift off of Major League Baseball, I just wanted to say congratulations to former uh, Kinston Indians uh, manager, Toy Lavello on their uh, wild card win over the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Now they got the Dodgers in the NLDS uh, pulling for you, Toy. Hey, speaking of that, I know you worked for Tory uh, in his dugout there, uh, Paul Whittington. You, that's got to be pretty special mm-hmm. to you too, isn't it? Yeah, couldn't couldn't have happened to a better guy. I uh, love love Tory Lavella. Um, hope he hope he can go in there and upset the Dodgers. But uh, super super excited for him and his D backs. Uh, he is he is one of the good guys, no doubt about it. Hey, you don't still have his number, do you? I do not. Dude, I used to have it, man. Uh, back and that's back. In, people aren't going to be able to relate to this or kids these days. That's back in the pre-iPhone days, and when I had his doggone cell phone number, I'm sure it's probably changed since what 2006 or 2007 or whatever. 
but uh i used to have his number now i don't have it i thought it was still in my phone and i don't so i'm trying to uh, i'm getting hold of all my connections to see uh because i want him on the show dude he'd be fun to have on the show don't you think he would he would okay dude. But hey we, Go we gotta cover some nascar dude, that's we what I just big said. week yes we do <laughs> man it's charlotte roval week uh it's the last week of uh going from 12 to 8 uh, you got uh, Scotty Bubba Wallace Whittington over here uh, who is uh, biting his fingernails right now. He's so stressed about uh, Bubba making it to the field of eight. I want to lead with that, dude. Bubba was the last one in to get into the 16. He was the last one in to get into the 12. Dude, I almost, and not that I'm saying it's scripted or anything like that because I really don't think it is, but, dude, there's a part of me that thinks Bubba, even though he's not exactly the best uh, road course driver in the world, I, I see a road to him making it to the final eight. Do you, Paul Weddington? Absolutely. It's a it's a wild card weekend at, at the Charlotte Roval this week. Anybody can win this. We've seen Bubba run better on the road course this, this year. Uh, still searching for his first win, but he certainly got a chance to, to point his way into the round of eight, especially with it being a – uh, a wild card race. William Byron and Ryan Blaney can certainly win this week. They've already got their ticket punch, which leaves the ability for more people to point their way in. Uh, anything can happen to, to people in the top eight right now from, from two on back to eight. If Denny Hamlin has a, has a tremendously bad day, he's 50 points above the cut right now. But if he has a tremendously bad day and goes out in the opening stage, he could see himself potentially below the cut line if somebody like a Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, or Kyle Busch is able to get to victory lane. Those are the four drivers below the cut line right now. So there's a lot of possibility for Bubba Wallace to, to point his way into the round of eight. He's only nine points below the cut line. If you can figure out how to get a stage win and and finish in the in the top 15, I think the chances of Bubba Wallace advancing are, are, are very good. I got to tell you, I'm Bubba neutral, okay? Listen, the guy sitting across from me is the biggest Bubba fan that I know. And I think you're pretty Bubba neutral too, uh, Paul. But there is a part of me, and I mean this in all sincerity. I'm going to put a smile on Scott Whittington's face here. I love hearing the boos. It's almost, it almost takes me back to the Dale Earnhardt days. It almost takes me back to uh, the Daryl the Waltrip days when he was the bad guy. And, yeah, I know I'm going way, way old school here. But I like that, dude. And I'll, I listen, pissed off NASCAR fans make NASCAR better to me, dude. They really do. And I would love to see Bubba laying there, not laying, but sitting next to his car, just like he did at the end of the last stage or, you know, uh, what, going from the 16 to 12. And him, uh, yeah, exactly, doing, uh, doing the shh sound yeah. with his finger and everything, dude. I think that added, you got to have a bad guy in NASCAR. And I know Denny's sort of that in a way, but uh, Bubba takes it to the next level, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, no. And here's why I say no. Denny, Denny is the bad guy right now because Denny does everything that he can to provoke fan bases, especially Chase Elliott's fan base, <laughs> especially Ross Chastain's fan base. Denny Hamlin has recognized there is never going to be a time where I win NASCAR's most popular driver. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take every effort to win NASCAR's least most popular driver. <laughs> Denny Hamlin goes out of his way to be that guy. Bubba Wallace, and, and I don't mean to be insensitive here, 
is hated because of the color of his skin. Yeah, yeah. And that is that is just a fact. And a lot of NASCAR fans don't like Bubba Wallace because of the color of his skin. Now there are certainly more reasonable fans out there that don't like him because they don't think that he has enough talent to be in the series and into each his own. I think that's a more reasonable opinion than not liking someone for the color of their skin. But he certainly he certainly does wear uh, a black hat from time to time. But it's not because he's doing anything to like Danny Hamlin provoke other fan bases or just be a hated guy. He's just hated because of the color of his skin, which is unfortunate, but that's the reason that he wears that air quotes here black hat. No pun intended. Yeah, but he's a little obnoxious too, dude. I don't you He he can be. He can be. He can be. And and I mean, don't get it twisted. I I thought him getting out of the car and putting the finger over his mouth last uh (laughs) when he raced his way into the round of eight twelve was a little obnoxious because who was sitting there booing him when he got out of the race car? They were too busy booing Denny Hamlin. Yeah. They were they were too busy booing whatever winner it was that week. Okay. No one was nobody was on Twitter going, Oh my God, there's no way Bubba's in the round of twelve. Like so who was he shushing? Was my was my takeaway from that moment. So see, yeah, see, he, he can be a little you're Bubba, you're Bubba negative. Not that you hate Bubba. No, but, not at all. Oh, okay. Okay. Not at all. I, I, I don't mind if he wins, and I actually kind of hope he, he races his way into the round of eight. Well, I think it would just be exciting. But I, don't, and I, 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 just, I, I just didn't understand getting out of the car shushing, because who are you shushing? <laughs> shushing the haters, man. I mean, but but nobody was hating in that moment. <laughs> he is right. It, uh, yeah, Denny yeah. Hamlin was being interviewed over the loudspeaker at the I'm, track, and they were all booing Denny. But he is so. Listen, we've spent way too much time on Bubba. I want to talk about who you think is going to win this weekend. At uh, go ahead, but Scott won't say something. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, that, that that was Bubba's. Uh, that's Bubba's thing. So when Bubba won at Kansas last year, he got out the car and did that. That that's just been his thing when. When he does something good, that's him because all all the noise he's gotten um, about what what you said, Paul, why people hate him, and just as much all the neg- negative stuff that is said about him, um, that's why he does that. Um, not saying not saying I would have done it by just advancing off points into the round of twelve, um, but yeah, I'm just saying that's. That's why he does it. Well, one last thing. Jason Bryant chimes in and says uh, all of the noise that Bubba has brought has been on himself. So I, there, there's a part of that. Okay, okay. We, we've spent five minutes on Bubba Wallace here. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, who do you think is going to win? And uh, let's talk. Uh, again, it's been a minute since you and I have talked, Paul. Let's talk about the new yeah. uh, the 2024 schedule. Yeah, so I got Kyle Busch this weekend at the Roval. Um, he's, he's under pressure and he's going to punch his ticket to the round of eight. One big story that came out this week from NASCAR was the, the finally the release of the 2024 schedule. And I want to talk about that for a moment because there are some, some shakeups. There are some things that we were excited about, maybe some things we didn't expect. Uh, as, as per usual, we're going to open the season up with the Daytona 500 immediately following that we're going to Atlanta. Wow. That's tough if you're an owner because that's really two super speedways that you're not going to back to back. We're going to tear up a lot of race cars. We're going back to the LA Memorial Coliseum, which is really cool. Both Bristol races going to be on dirt, or excuse me, check that. Both Bristol races going to be on the pavement, which is super exciting. We're going to Iowa 
for the first time uh, as a NASCAR Cup Series. The All-Star Race returns Woo-hoo! to North Wilkesboro Speedway. I thought this was funny. Joe Gibbs Racing was trolling some fans, and they released, uh, ahead of NASCAR, they released, uh, in air quotes here, released the official 2024 schedule, and they had the All-Star Race, uh, North Wilkesboro, and then in parentheses beside the name of the track, they wrote Dirt, which triggered a lot of fans uh, out in the, the Twitter sphere or the X sphere or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to Iowa shortly after the, the All-Star Race, like I mentioned. We're, we're going back to the Chicago Street Course in what is anticipated to be the last year going there. Uh, the Brickyard 400 returns on the conventional oval at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that race in late July. Uh, and because of the way the schedule worked out with the Olympic break and all that kind of stuff, we are not going to end the regular season at Daytona. No, we'll run the Coke Zero Sugar 400 on Saturday, August 24th, and then end the regular season on Sunday, September 1st, with the Cookout Southern 500 at the Darlington Raceway. And the reason being here, Brian, I thought this was great by NASCAR, the reason being is because NASCAR saw it as very important to keep Darlington on Labor Day weekend. So instead of switching Darlington to the weekend before Labor Day weekend and running Daytona on Labor Day weekend and keeping that schedule the same. They decided to make Darlington the last week uh, or the last race of the regular season and move Daytona up a week. Some things we weren't expecting, Watkins Glen is in the playoffs. So we actually get a conventional road course in the first round of the playoffs. And then uh, the Bank of America Roval 400 is back next week or next year. We weren't expecting the Roval to return. We thought this was going to be the last year of the Roval for a while, but we're at least going to do it one more time. Uh, I, one question, and we are into the second hour, and we've got Battle Holly coming up with us here in a couple of minutes, so we've got to cut this short. But I don't understand, and I know it's a TV thing. It's not a NASCAR thing. It's a TV thing, but I don't like the break. And I know they're doing it for the Olympics, but it's not like – in major league baseball where there would be baseball players going or in the NBA, there'd be NBA. There are no damn racers going to be playing, participating in the Olympics. I think it's, and I know it's an NBC thing. I know it's uh, you know, all that kind of thing, but I think NASCAR's missing an opportunity here to be that alternate sport going up against, uh, going up against, uh, the Olympics, there's, dude, I got to tell you, we've the Olympics are not must-see TV the way they used to be, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Dude, I think – I really do, Paul. I think NASCAR is missing an opportunity here by going head-to-head with the Olympics. I really sincerely do. I, I completely agree with you, and I think if NASCAR could race, then they, w- they would. It's just NBC does the Olympics for two weeks on every single one of their networks at a time where NASCAR is – on NBC. Yeah. So NBC kind of shuts the schedule down for two weeks. I said this yesterday on on uh, the drive with Mark Panicelli, and I'll say it to you now. I think this is the last time that we see that. Okay, good. TV deals are coming up for renewal. I, I think that when we're in this spot in 2028, getting ready for the Olympics, or 2020, yeah, 2028, I think when we're in this spot in 2028, getting ready for the Olympics, I think the – the schedule of, of networks that are broadcasting the ra- these races are going to be different. We might still have Fox and NBC, but maybe someone like an Apple TV or, or Amazon or, or somebody like that steps up and, and covers the races during the Olympic break. I think the days of 
of the Olympic break are, are over after 2024 as it's as far as NASCAR is concerned. But I get why NBC says, nope, we're not going to cover this because they don't want NASCAR going head-to-head against their coverage <laughs> on, on NBC. Exactly. Listen, Paul Whittington, thank you so much, dude. Welcome back. Can't wait to see you today, man. It, it has. It's been a minute since I've even seen you. And then uh, it's <laughs> definitely been a long time since you've been on the airwaves on a Friday night here on BetOnTheBull.com at 9.60 a.m. Can't, can't wait to have our interaction. Can't wait to get the weather report from you tonight and Wheat Swamp uh, before the East Duplin North and North game, dude. Yeah, look forward to it. Uh, glad to be back on the sideline tonight. Can't wait, and we'll see you guys soon. There you go. That's Paul Whittington. Uh, you will hear him tonight on uh, on BetOnTheBull.com, East Duplin and North and North as part of our Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Scott Whittington. What do you say we uh, hit the road here later on today? Let's do it. Let's do it. And, and, and real quick, I wanted to give uh, – Paul gave his uh, pick for this weekend. Yep. Uh, he did it last year to make the round of eight. He's going to do it again. Christopher Bell wins at the Roval. There you go. You got Christopher Bell. I'm going to say Joey Logano. Joey Logano. Uh, of course you would. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that wraps up our first hour. Coming up here in our second hour, we're going to have Battle Holly, Larry Dell II here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.